Hello, and welcome to another episode of Ranking Thrones. This is our second part on the Mad King, Ares II. Mm-hmm. I am James Kelly. I'm Evan Camacho. And uh, last week we covered the early reign uh, of Ares II uh, from his humble days as a, a popular young gallant knight to becoming an infamous king that had a rebellion on his hands. Mm-hmm. So in this episode, we are going to cover what exactly went down and uh, rank him, do the, mm-hmm. the ranking part of Ranking Thrones. But before we start that, though, I'd like to talk a little bit about who is he based on. Mm-hmm. So most of the people on TV tropes and other places link the Mad King to to France's Mad King, Charles VI, mm-hmm. whose madness was a genuine disease. Right. As uh, our friend Stephen Atwell said in a previous episode we did with him, um, he ended up believing that it, his bones were glass, I think. Uh, yep. yep. His madness would be passed to his grandson, Henry VI of England. Mm-hmm. For me, though, and this does contradict a little bit, but I think this is George R. R. Martin having multiple characters be inspired by this person. But it is clear to me that Ares II is heavily inspired by King Richard II. Yes. Richard II, again, just second. Richard II was the king that begat the first War of the Roses, a civil war of English lords that resulted in Richard being deposed as king. Richard began this war by banishing Henry Bolingbroke and Thomas Mowbray. This action greatly upset his his ca- great counselor. Uh, I think I'm getting these facts a little bit wrong or confused. I'll continue. But but Henry but this was not popular as as Henry Bolingbroke was one of the sons of of his great counselor, John of Gaunt, the heir of mm-hmm. Lancaster. Right. Richard II was a narcissist and possibly suffered from schizophrenia. <laughs> he introduced the title of Your Majesty to address the king. Oh, he was boy. extremely violent and irrational and would be deposed by his cousin, Henry Bolingbroke, who became Henry IV, and Richard abdicated under the threat of the sword. Mm. William Shakespeare later wrote The Tragedy of Richard II, which is, was the first of his four-part tetralogy of the rise of the House of Lancaster, culminating with the with the Henry V's unlikely victory as Agincourt, which is the pinnacle, in, in Shakespeare's eyes, of, of the Lancasters in power. Mm-hmm. Richard II was not at all a, a healthy man, he seems no. to have been genuinely mad. He was definitely irrational. Mm-hmm. And uh, although he is also, as George R. R. Martin himself said in a special feature for one of the Game of Thrones Blu-rays, mm-hmm. he is also the inspiration for another king we'll later talk about, Joffrey. Mm-hmm. Yes, although Joffrey, I would say, is more Caligula, but that's just me. Hmm. I could see that. We'll talk about that, and we'll talk about it more mm-hmm. when we get to Joffrey. Because don't worry, the podcast e- e- will continue all the way up to Joffrey. And mm-hmm. that's it for uh, book content. Well, that's it for the book. So Yeah. So far. Mm-hmm. 
He's working on them. He's working on them. We'll see. Continue. So, back to the story. The downfall of Ares II. Mm-hmm. As the rebellion raged, Ares was consumed by his mad paranoia. Lord Varys exacerbated this descent by bringing enemies for Ares to burn alive. Mm. Having so many enemies, supposedly, Ares decided to order his pyromancers to secretly place caches of wildfire all across the city. As the small council and others were consumed with Robert's rebellion, it went unnoticed by most save for Sir Jamie Lannister and Ares' hand. His hand, whom was mostly cowardly by Jamie, Sir Jamie's recollection and impression, mm-hmm. found his bravery. He begged the king to seize what he was doing. King Ares had his hand burned alive for his impudence and appointed his chief pyromancer, Lord Rossart, as his new hand of the king. Robert defeated the crown's forces numerous times. Finally, Prince Rhaegar returned to King's Landing to lead his father's forces against Robert. Queen Rayla was pregnant at the time. Ares ordered that she and Viserys go to Dragonstone, the Targaryen stronghold. Yep. However, he refused to let Princess Elia go with Reyna and Aegon, as he wanted to compel Dornish loyalty by maintaining the princess and her children in King's Landing. Not a bad move. And a really jerk move. Jerk move, not a bad move. Pragmatic. And evil. And it worked. Let's be honest, it worked. For now. Robert would would slay Rhaegar in single combat at the Battle of the Trident. Rhaegar whispered, Lyanna, before he died. Yow. As Ned Stark led forces to King's Landing, until we find out officially in the books mm-hmm. what exactly was going on between Lyanna and Rhaegar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know what, what it was in the show, but who knows how exactly it'll play out in the books. As, as Ned Stark led forces to King's Landing, Tywin Lannister left Casterly Rock and arrived at King's Landing before Lord Stark. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this time, Robert had been injured, and so he was not able to lead the army. Right. And so Lord Stark took his place. Ares was rejoiced as he had kept Sir Jaime at King's Landing all throughout Robert's rebellion to guarantee Tywin's loyalty. Ares assumed that his old friend had come to save him. Lord Varys and Sir Jamie, however, advised the king that Lord Tywin was not coming to relieve the king. But Grand Maester Pycelle insisted that the king to the king that the Lannisters had always been loyal. Ares agreed and allowed the gates to be opened. Grand Maester Pycelle knew that what Lord Tywin intended and justified it as a necessary as with Rhaegar gone, the Targaryen dynasty was doomed with the Viserys and Aegon being too young to rule. Lord Tywin entered the King's Landing and sacked the city. Ares demanded that Sir Jaime leave and bring Tywin's head to prove his loyalty. Ares seems to have accepted defeat, but bitterly commanded, Let Robert rule over the ashes. Ares ordered his hand to burn the whole city. 
When Sir Jamie heard this, he killed the hand whom he killed Lord Rossard, whom, as Sir Jamie noted, no one ever seemed to notice or blame him for doing. <laughs> no one ever called him the hand slayer. <laughs> he came before the king, who demanded to know whose blood was on his sword. When Sir Jamie answered, Ares had a moment of sanity and ran from Sir Jamie. Sir Jamie slit Ares' throats. Throat. He was surprised at how easy it was to kill a king, and was disappointed that a king died in this manner. Mm-hmm. Sir Jamie personally believed that Ares shared a- his ancestor Arion's delusions that he was a dragon and would emerge from the Holocaust a dragon. Yeah, that didn't work. Yeah. Sir Jamie only revealed to one other person what King Ares' last moments were. You know who that person was. Sorry, say, that, say that one more time. Uh, Sir Jamie would later only reveal to one person. Brienne. Brienne. What, what, what the king's last moments were. Mm-hmm. To give a little note of what happened afterwards to the Targaryen dynasty that w- we won't cover in the Robert episode. Mm-hmm. When, the king, when the knights found Sir Jamie and a dead Ares, they asked who they should declare. Sir Jamie briefly contemplated telling them to declare Viserys king just a spite Robert and Ned, and to let Tywin <laughs> rule as regent. But Jamie looked at Ares' body and thought there was too much of Ares in Viserys, and shrugged and said, Proclaim whoever you bloody like. On Dragonstone, Queen Rayla gave died giving birth to a girl who was named Daenerys. Mm. She was born during a storm that wiped out the Targaryen fleet. For this reason, she was dubbed Daenerys Stormborn. She and her brother Viserys would be taken to the east by Sir Willem Derry to live and plot vengeance. Mm-hmm. Lord Tywin ordered Rhaena and Aegon Targaryen executed. Rhaena was only a child. She would be stabbed numerous times. Elia Martell was raped and murdered, which Lord Tywin insisted was not his order, something Tyrion Lannister did somewhat believe to be true. You know what? I mean, I can believe it, too. Will, willful ignorance, as the saying goes. I, I believe that his soldiers were zealous and crazy. I believe that he didn't order... I believe he did not order it officially, but... He, he sure as hell was not going to stop it. Mm-hmm. Even if he, even if he did truly know about it, he probably wouldn't have stopped it. Oh, absolutely no. But here's where we're going to get something vastly different from the show, mm-hmm. Evan. A headless body was presented as Aegon Targaryen, a young baby, son of Rhaegar. Mm. However, decades later, during the reign of Tommen Baratheon. A young man claimed to be Prince Aegon and invaded Westeros with John Connington and the Golden Company. Lord Varys claims to have arranged a swap for Prince Aegon and ensured that Aegon would be raised by the best possible people to become a worthy king modeled after Aegon V, complete with a hedge knight known as Duck, training him. Dunk, Duck, clever Varys, clever. But the best point to say goodbye to the Targaryens is with their last and unthreatened survivor. 
Far to the north from Robert's Rebellion, the ravens came with news to Maester Aemon Targaryen, son of King Makar I. Aemon Targaryen had to grievously bear the horrid news of the downfall of his house. Years before, he had rejected the crown when offered. He had lived to see his dear brother die, and his nephew and grandnephew die along with in the innocent children. He cursed the gods for testing his oaths now, when he was old, blind, and feeble. But the pain still was deeply felt. In the end, Aemon Targaryen kept his vows and his pain to himself and remained on the wall. The dynasty that had united the seven kingdoms was now left with a blind old man sworn to chastity and to serve the realm to end Aegon the Conqueror's great legacy. Hmm. And that's it for Ares II, mm -hmm. and that's it for the Targaryens in this yep. podcast. We're going to have a retrospective later on to talk about all the kings, but quite a dynasty. Mm -hmm. Some great... Some great peaks and some real deep lows. Yep. And 300, 300 years of 300 years of ruling. Nearly 300 and yeah. Can't, can't unite half the world. Pretty good. Pretty yeah. Good. Yeah. So let's talk about Ares and rank him. Yeah. So in the category of the king, this is all I could say. And let's get ready to debate right now already, because I, I have n no idea. Mm -hmm. From Tywin Lannister's hard work, the realm was at peace and rich. King Ares had nothing to do with this beyond appointing Lord Tywin. And sometimes, very often, King Ares did everything in his power to subvert and go against what Lord Tywin wanted to do. So, does he deserve points? Uh, that is a very, very tough thing to debate. Because, like, the, we gave points to, like, the really incompetent kings, like Ares I and Viserys I, for appointing right people. To handle the job. Yes, but even but even then, they. It, it's that's very it's very hard to say. It is very difficult to tell. Because it's, in a way, it's like, Aegon the Unworthy on steroids of just like, of it's not just that you have someone who who can do the job for you pretty well. Yeah. It, it's like you are going out of your way to subvert it. And, right. we can't, and we can't ignore how it ended up. No. Is that he ended up having a rebellion prop up against him. Right. The worst rebellion that the Targaryens ever fought. I don't think I... Honestly? I, I if, if we ignored Robert's rebellion, I would only go as far as a three. Same. And Same. but I don't I mean, know if I shouldn't ignore Robert's rebellion. The problem is Robert Rebellion. Robert Rebellion is the game changer. It's almost like its own. It's almost like its own. 
it's kind of like its own event right then and there. But it was but it was caused by his reign. It was caused by his reign and it caused his downfall. But also let's compare this. Technically, technically, it wasn't his fault either. We'll talk about that in Madness and Misrule for debating that. Right. So I'm gonna give him a 3.5 for that exact reason. Is because technically it wasn't his fault, but he sure as hell did nothing to help to to put to support it. Well, I don't want to get too involved in madness and misrule here, but just from a competent standpoint, I really can't. I would only go three for 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 those peaceful years, right? But then, like, he ended up having a rebellion prop up against him. True. And so, I can all, I am much harsher than you. Yeah. I'm gonna say it right now. Yeah. Like, uh, this is gonna be the lower score than like what I give gave Magor. <laughs> and like, I I'm gonna go one and a half. Like, wow. Like, I'm sorry. It's just like I'm like amazed. I'm even giving him any points because he just like he because like that whole like that that he becomes to hate Tywin and is so jealous of Tywin uh, that he's willing to be so petty towards like the one guy who's like trying to save mm-hmm. the kingdom basically at this point. Uh, it's like trying to help you, you idiot. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, he gets more celebrated than you. Well, that's sad, but like Live your with reign it. is good. Yeah. Even if you don't get the credit, your reign is good. So, ugh. no, I, I don't. I don't forgive him. No, like he's, yeah. So I'm gonna be harsh. I'm gonna give him one. You're harsher than I am. I'm gonna put him down to a three then. You can give him three and a half if you want. Like, just do what you want. But well, you convinced me that it's like okay, yeah, he really screwed up. Okay, yeah. So that's it. This was a disaster. This was a complete disaster. Utter disaster. So he managed to beat Magor. <laughs> I know. By well, say what you will. Five, by point five. Yes, but here's the thing: like Magor the first may have been a psychopath and a monster, but he was still a war, a, a powerful ruler. But according to us, he got better points. Uh, but that's fine. Like we're not judging. I mean, remember. I mean, here's the thing: Magor might have been a, might have been a psychopath, but at least he wasn't crazy per se. He, not, not literally insane. Which no, he wasn't literally insane. He was a complete and total psychopath and a monster. Yeah. So, I mean, in, in its own way, that's he was a calculating, a calculating killer as opposed to just a madman. Oh, not like that. Not like that's much better. Let's actually, that. actually, not the lowest score. Not the lowest score. No, true for, for the category of the king. Mm. It, that. Lowly honor belongs to Aegon the Second. Mm-hmm. We only got three. Mm-hmm. 
But he's in, but that's not it. So good on you, Aries. You're not the lowest scorer. Surprisingly. Astonishingly. Mm. I maintain my score. I think like he deserves pretty much. <laughs> I'm a, I'm astonished. I even gave him any points. <laughs> so okay, next category, the warrior. Bad. So he fought bravely in the War of the Nine Penny Kings and was knighted by his friend at the time, okay. Ty- Sir Tywin Lannister. So. We have given points for being an individual warrior. Right. Like, that was the one point we really, like, gave credit where credit was due to Ares II. Or Mm -hmm. to Aegon II. But. But. His choices of commanders for Robert's Rebellion were incapable of defeating Robert Baratheon. Right. Even his son got killed. Yes. It's both a testament to Robert's skills as well as the utter incompetence mm-hmm. of the men that Ares selected. Mm-hmm. So, because he wasn't, he, he's a failed commander. Right. All my points are, just to be clear, are, are only for his, like, martial skills during the War of the Nine Penny Kings. Right, which is when he was in better mental health. Yeah. Then he was just a braggart. Yeah. Um, just a braggart looking for fame and adulation. A braggart, braggart looking for fame who didn't do too, too bad. So I'm going to give him a four. I was thinking that. Yeah. Let's, fa- let, let, let's consider the facts. He, he survived. He did fight bravely. And he was smart enough, and I, I hesitate to use the word smart enough, he was um, able to delegate the war to someone who was better at it than him. The problem was he was facing a military genius in Robert Baratheon. Yeah, I was thinking that too, so I'll give him... Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of high, honestly, but I'll give him four. Just being... Mildly nice, because the next category, he is not going to be nice then. No, we are not going to be nice at all. Nope. Okay, so... Let's hear it. He cut himself routinely on the Iron Throne by the end of his reign, Mm -hmm. leading many to dub him King Scab. (laughs) Ares, by the end of his reign, enjoined burning people alive with wildfire. He would kill anyone that Varys accused of being an enemy of the king. Ares by the end had his fingernails and hair go longer as he refused to be touched by anyone save when he was touching his wife he sexually abused his wife Queen Rayla he was so paranoid about Viserys safety that he ended up sheltering the boy from normal human contact that did a number on his mental health yeah he burned alive loyal men to the king because they dared to criticize him. Mistake. It was Rhaegar's... But here's one point that we can mildly contend about. Right. It was Rhaegar's actions that triggered the Stark's arrival. But Ares right. arguably began Robert's rebellion by executing the Starks and demanding that Robert and Ned. It can be argued 
that it was truly Ares's fault for Robert's rebellion, though you could argue that Rhaegar is at fault both for his abduction of Lyanna without explanation mm-hmm. and doing something so rash when he knew what sort of man his father was. Yeah. That's and he also question. knew, to be a little bit blunt, but mm-hmm. everyone knew that that Brandon was a hothead too, so... Right. Do you think he was gonna, like, just accept? Oh, the prince took my my sister, who was betrothed to Robert Baratheon. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. It's like, no. Basically, it's the, basically it's the worst case of nobody thought this through. Nobody. Nobody no. thought this through. And I think anyone, and anyone with half a brain would realize that this is not going to end well. Yeah. So, hard to say. It's a very, that's, this is a tough question because, again, Ares, both Ares and Rhaegar, I think, are at fault. Let's be honest. Yeah. Both, both are the fault. greater sin is on Rhaegar just because, because uh, he willingly did something that, that meant that his father was going to respond and he knew what his father was? Yes. He very much knew what his father was. And... So... Yeah. But, then again, it is ultimately Ares' fault for being... Because I don't know, I think he has a shred of sanity in him. It just... Perhaps. I think the shred of sanity is that I mean, he, he defended he defended his son, his son's claim. Well, sorry, not claim. He defended his son's actions. Of course, it really backfired, literally. Yeah. Uh, well, and he also did, like, I don't know, like, the thing is, I, I think of him more Caligula mad, where at least my understanding of Caligula and my interpretation of the facts is... Is, is that he was not literally insane, but more, a little bit more on the just super paranoid and irrational? Yeah. Well, he had, it's, it's, it's mental health. Like, his mental health did not function. He, his brain did not function properly. No. We're just, like, Whereas, so paranoid, so. And that's where, like, uh, people talk about is that, his 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 capture at Duskendale. Right, that probably did a number on him. That oh, that did that really drove him into insanity because into the the type of insanity he 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 felt of just like that he was just could never trust anyone ever again. He was just uh, always convinced everyone around him was trying to destroy him. And he got he got stuck in that stupid prison for months. Yeah. It's like great, you just. You just captured not only the king, but a king whose mental health is not exactly stable. And you expect this to be, and you expect this to end any other way than it did? Great move, guys. Great move. So, also, yeah. early into Robert's rebellion, the people chose to hide Robert, signaling how, mu- how much discontent there was with the Mad King even among the small folk. Yes. 
Ares was so convinced of enemies surrounding him that he ordered caches of wildfire placed all over King's Landing and was prepared to burn thousands of innocent men, women, and children. He was so wicked that Sir Jamie Lannister felt compelled to kill him for the sake of King's Landing. His madness and cruelty dissuaded even the spiteful Sir Jamie from having Prince Aegon or Prince Viserys declared king, as there was too much of Ares in them. Yeah. And Sir Jamie would later always say he was confused why he was so hated as being the king slayer, as they never talked about which king exactly he killed. Exactly. So, that was a long list. <laughs> That was a very long list, and a good debate, honestly. Honestly, okay, this is pretty much Aegon the Unworthy again, and and also like, uh, and also Magor the Cruel of just, okay, how bad are we gonna say right now? Yeah. For me, it's pretty clear. It's a ten. Same. Yeah. Everything just, everything just went wrong. Like, and to be clear, like. First off, he he was he 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 earns a ten for like his mad executions and like his sadistic delight in yeah. mad executions. Yeah, and then it also is just super worse because then he also is super incompetent. Exactly, and destroys his family's dynasty. So, yeah. He, that, that's, his biggest, that's his biggest fault, is that it's yeah. one thing if you're crazy and cruel. It's another thing if you're crazy, cruel, stupid, and, and, and are punished for it. Yeah. So, <laughs> let's go to the lighter category right. of portrait. Okay. Now, I got... Four portraits, only one of which is even vaguely flattering. Mm -hmm. So this is when I'm sending the first one. I'm sending to to uh, to Evan is going to be probably the cover art for the first part, mm -hmm. and this is Aries when he was basically sane. It looks like vaguely, he looks, but also he looks heroic. But he also looks a little evil, just like the way like his yeah. eyes are are shadowed. And this is him when he, I think, first I would call this. These are great stages. Okay. Is uh next one is this is him once he's really become the Mad King. Right. Hey. Not like good. He looks like a sick Merlin. Yeah, yeah. An evil Merlin. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's the big thing, I think, is, like, in pretty much all of these, he looks evil. It's just, like, a different... And just, also, they, he looks less and less sane as each one goes by. Yeah. Although, the middle one, I will say, like, he looks not as mad as, like, his reputation would suggest. Okay. I, I would say more like a, just like cruel than mad at this at that stage. And this is the last one. 
This is in, from the World of Ice and Fire. Ooh. That. Ooh. He just looks is, like a wreck. Yep. Which he really was by the end. Yeah, he looks like he looks like a freaking wreck. It looks awful. Uh, and uh, what do you, what do you think? Should this be the one we judge? It's hard to say. Um, if I had a, a conglomeration of all three, I'd give him a two. Because at least in his younger days, he at least somewhat looked the part of a king. Yeah. I'll be sympathetic to that much. Yeah, he does look like a king in, in the early stages, but man, he tarnishes that so badly. So... I think at that stage, I'd, I'll only give him about... He looks so terrifying, though, at the end. I almost want to give points for that. Yeah. That's why I'm giving him the two. Uh, I'll give him two and a half. Okay. Like, hey, you're like he's, about it than I am. He, he's ugly and, like, terrifying, but, like, in a way, like, he... he Seems like ugly and terrifying, but would be, but like you'd fear him. Right. You'd really not want to be in his presence. No. So no. that gives him four and a half. Huh. So that gives him a total score of 58. Okay. It's low, but it's not as low as. Um, it's not the lowest. No, it's not. It's kind of middle to lower middle. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Um, comparatively, some of the really three infamous things. Of, he got higher than Magor. He got... He got much higher than, uh, than Aegon the Second. Thank God. And, um, and obviously Tristane. Yes. And uh, got higher than than Baylor. <laughs> and uh, but Baylor wasn't known as being an infamous king. He scored lower than Aegon the Fourth, though. Okay. Um. Oh no, actually, no. He's scratch that. I read that wrong. Or no, I read that right. Yeah, he got he he scored a. Um, he scored uh, higher than. Or, okay, I'm getting confused. I'm just looking at it the wrong way. Um, yeah, he scored higher than uh, Aegon the Fourth. So that's interesting. But yeah, so 58 is his score. But with all that in mind, let's get to the final verdict. The question: Is he a dragon or is he a dud? Is he someone who would be remembered? Or is he just kind of a footnote in history? Terrifyingly, he's a dragon of the worst type. Definitely a negative dragon, but a dragon. Because he clearly left such a humongous impact. And like you said, like this man clearly would be a, will, is destined to become a boogeyman. Yeah. A boogeyman, he is very much also... Because of the fact that he ended up destroying the Targaryen dynasty... Mm-hmm. He ends up becoming a dragon. Of that, right. he is, has a humongous impact on history. Mm -hmm. And as we covered in the Jaharis episode, in Jaharis the Second, 
theoretically, he really had everything set up to for that not to happen. Right. Like, the Targaryens were pretty set. Yes. Of, like, no more Blackfires. You just have to rule competently, if not well. Mm-hmm. And boy, did he fumble that. Yeah. He is, like, really, really... It's like getting... Evil, honestly. Evil. It's like getting intercepted during... It's like getting intercepted at the 10-yard line and then scoring a touchdown and winning the game. Yeah. It really is like that. It's like... It's an interesting metaphor. I like that. Well, it's like, you were there. You were actually in a position to do some... To do at least keep the status quo. But, oh my god. Yeah. You didn't rein in your children correctly. You didn't... You tried to birth the dragons again, and you substituted that with wildfire. You caused an even worse rebellion than the Blackfire rebellions. And you brought down the legacy of three centuries. Yeah. Because wow. your son when you put it like that. Was, because when you because your son was too reckless and you did nothing to nothing about it. And you made every and you turned a bad situation into a million times worse. Yeah. And you got betrayed by your own Kingsguard. Yep. That should say something. And you were planning to massacre thousands of innocent people. So Oh yeah. Well thank thank you show thank you for the show that uh we find out what that looks like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> two, two times, actually. Twice it happens. Yeah. yeah. Yep. One, is, one is hundreds of times worse. Yep. So. So, there we have it. There we have it. And uh, that's been all the Targaryens. But mm-hmm. the show is not over... Yet, at least for ranking the kings who sat on the Iron Throne, because we have we have two more kings to go. Yep. So next up is the man who destroyed the Targaryen dynasty, Robert Baratheon. Find out what we think about him in in our next two-parter. See you Mm -hmm. then. Take care, everyone.